Do you listen to the whole thing? Yes. Like the whole episode? I listened to the whole episode like twice. Only twice? Yeah. Okay. Do you just do a, a quick cut? Like, do you, do you, do you go through it and do, do you like, do you just listen to the times we say, hey, future Andy, and then you just cut out those parts? Or do you, do you try to no. like carefully listen? I, li- I listen and like some, sometimes, not always, depending on how I'm feeling, I'll cut out like mouth sounds or ums. If you, I, I'm going to be honest, I've gotten really lazy cutting out the ums. You got to No, I have so many ums, Andy. I know, so do I, because I'm dumb. We're dumb. Dumb. Do you... I had something else to say. Um... It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, well, I was just curious because, you know, I don't listen to these. Uh, yeah. Do you... I, episode, episode 23. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sure I put the theme music in there somewhere already. Yeah, we're, we're talking. How are you, Andy? Yeah. I'm stressed. Okay, well, you're not going to be stressed for the next hour. That's... Next next 45 minutes, next, yeah. Next 30 to 45. We'll, we're going to have a nice, calm chat. A, a nice, calm, short chat. There's nothing else in the world that I would want to do more than hang out with my good friend Andy uh, and talk about very sad music. Very sad music. This uh, time. Also very short music. Very short music. I listened to it all within an hour. I listened to it Twice. once. Like, well, we're, we are doing this two days after Shh. we did the last no, one. No, this is exactly a week apart. We did not. Yeah, we're okay. not recording this uh, two days yeah, after. I listened to it like... I listened to it yesterday, and then I listened to it just again today. Yeah. Nikki, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot to, whole lot to say about this record. I have a bit to say, um, but I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get as detailed as I'd like to, but um, we, can, we can talk about it. Uh, uh, let's have yeah. a talk. Uh, yeah, so this year, or, or this week, uh, we're talking about the 1969 <laughs> winner, By the Time I Get to Phoenix. This is an by... annual podcast. Yeah, I mean, eventually it will be. Uh, bye. <laughs> That's a threat. Who's it by? <laughs> Fucking uh, Glenn Campbell, bastard man. <laughs> All right. Glenn Campbell with one N. Y- sure. Do you know any Glens with one N? No, but I know a Campbell. I know, well, yeah. I know, uh, I have only known Glens with two Ns. Or at least when sure. I think of it, Glenn. I think of two ends. How do you spell the 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 form of land? Like Glen, like you know, like a river. You know what I mean? I think it's just with one end. Is it? Regardless, um, <laughs> this album be out. <laughs> Bookends by Simon and Garfunkel. Glenn Beck. Feliciano by Jose Feliciano. Magic Mystery Tour by The Beatles and A Tramp Shining by Richard Harris. This also, just to note, is the fourth? Fifth. Third year in a row that The Beatles were nominated for Album of the Year. Did they? They, they did win a Grammy, yes. Yes, they, they won the year before this for Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, they were nominated I four see. years in a row for Funny. Album of the Year. I think, um, you know, I, I just, I wanted to mention Andy. I know I mentioned to you last week, Andy, 
that um, my favorite Beatles song was, in fact, Come Together. And that very well may be the case. But I would like to give an honorable, very honorable mention to a song from um, the Magic Magical Mystery Tour, uh, and that is Strawberry Fields Forever. That's an okay one. I think I, that's a really that's a, I think I mean I've just I've seen a lot of like you know video essays on YouTube about just the weirdness of its composition and it may also be in like a half key, which I think is funny, um, just the way that it was uh, it was recorded. But um, yeah, no, I just uh, I wanted to give a shout out to that song as if it didn't get enough credit, <laughs> as if an album nominated for yeah. Uh, but yeah, so big year for Glenn Campbell to win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. The really only the thing I know, other thing I know there is Simon and Garfunkel and the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, I. Mm, yeah. So this is a twenty-seven minute album. Uh, album art. What do you think, Nikki? I well, like I was teasing last episode. Um, it it struck significant memories of me being at like the Syracuse transportation hub waiting for the Amtrak because it's just Glenn Campbell very somberly hunched over his guitar, caressing it, his guitar case, I should say, sitting on a bench on like a green wooden bench all alone. There was nobody else with him. He's kind of like positioned in the corner of the, or like in like the, the top left, uh, top right of the, of the image. And then like, all you just see is the empty bench. Um, and then you, and then you have the words Glenn Campbell by the time I get to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's very depressing. It fits the tone of the record. I like how there's, there's just all this light around him, um, light around him in the bench, but then uh, like, there's just like this immediate shadow, like b- below him, you know, cause he's like casting a shadow over the, yeah, you know, but it's, um, it definitely sets the mood and, uh, yeah, I know I was like memeing about it last episode, but it definitely like is clearly representative of the music that we will be that we listened to today. Yeah, it was it was an easy listen, I will say. Uh, you think it was an easy listen? Well, what do you mean by easy? Uh, easily digestible, easy to like just put on. Sure. Okay. Have. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah. It was a. I I would say it it works well as both a. Uh, like a focus listen as well as like a background listen, you know? Yeah. You'd have to be kind of desensitized by the world to give it, have it be a background listen. But, um, <laughs> but I live in 2021, so I, it, it was great background music. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this deep into the future, uh, yeah. God, I hope you're well. Yeah, I hope the world's less on fire. I hope you have the mindset of Glenn Campbell in the 60s, and that's like your, <laughs> that's your low, you know? Yeah, so going right into the track listing. <laughs> uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, the title track. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, Nikki, what's the first thing you noticed on this track? Oh, of course, the pan vocals. Uh, yeah. The pan, vo- uh, the main vocal, the lead vocal was p- panned to the left ear, um, rather significantly. It, I like I was saying, I've said with these old records, Andy, they're doing the classic panning, the classic 60s stereo panning where they're like, ooh, we have two tracks. Let's just make two separate songs, you know? Um, so that's that's what's really happening here. And that's on, um, I know that that was present, the left channel being mostly vocals. I um, That was present in like, I'd say more than half of the tracks here on the record. 
at least yeah, like I several, mean, like the first. Couple. I would say all of them. Is that all of them? I um, I I, I think know by two the end songs. of the record, I might have just, I might have just not noticed it. Yeah. But other than that, there are. No. I think there are a couple songs that I don't know if it's exactly down the middle, but I think it's it's certainly more centered than this track. But I, this one, I think, was probably the most pronounced. This one of the next one is the most pronounced in the left ear. Um, but yeah, they're all pretty. The the panning is pretty wild here. Yeah. Uh, is a, it was a, I'm going to be honest, uh, Glenn Campbell does not set him up to be the hero of this album. Oh, no, not uh, in the slight. If anything, he, he's he the is, villain. He's he's an antagonist. I do not trust this man. He's the anti-hero, yeah. Uh, I do not yeah, trust this sucks. man. Well, you want to uh, know why I don't trust him, Andy, is because, so this song, this, um, by the way, almost all of these songs are cover songs. Um are they? They're not written by him. Only two songs, both of which are at the ends of each side of the record. So Back in the Race and um, Love is a Lonesome River. Those are the only two that have uh, Campbell as a songwriter. The others are covers. Um, or they, or at the very least, they weren't written for him They're, or, or by him. Um, that said, uh, I'm very... Uh, even though he didn't write these lyrics, I am confused... To your point of I don't trust this guy... Uh, the lyrics are about how he's, I guess he's leaving a loved one, like a partner or, or something, um, abandoning them, it sounds like. Yeah, um, just straight up in the middle of the night, boop, boop, bye. Yeah, like just kind of just like leaving, leaving. Um, and, but he says like, by the time, first he says, by the time I get to Albuquerque, um, like I'll be long gone or whatever, or you'll think that I'm, you'll be laughing. And then he says, by the time I get to Oklahoma, um, on his way to Phoenix, so I had to look at a map just to make sure, okay, Andy, um, if he's going to Phoenix, Arizona, which I'm assuming that is the only Phoenix I know, not Phoenix, New York, um, if he's going to Phoenix, Arizona, I would assume that means he's coming from the east, okay? Uh, and he also is worth noting he's from Arkansas, all right? So everything to the left of him is, uh, first, in order, it goes Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, but he starts off with uh, with New Mexico, then Oklahoma, and then he ends up in Arizona. Uh, he, th- that said, bit, he got I, confused. He got turned around. Listen, I don't know. I, I listen. If you're if you're running away in the middle of the night, you better know where you're going. First of all, it better be a straight shot. Um, but I don't know why these verses got out of order. So I don't trust him for one second. I don't think he knows geography. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overall, I didn't really enjoy the song too much. You didn't? I thought the audio quality was a little rough. That that's I well, yeah. I mean, come on. Especially considering the next album that won this award was Blood, Sweat and Tears, yeah. which was pretty clean. It was pretty clean. I, I don't know how this was recorded, but I was I I, I wanted to, I'll give it some I'll give it a light reprieve because even though the you know, audio quality was probably good by then, I think they're still figuring it out. This is also like after the I mean, this is also Beatles era, and like their 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 recordings weren't always so clean. They were a little. They I don't had know some what dis- you're talking about. They had some flawless dis- performances. They had some distortions sometimes. Let's not get ourselves twisted here, okay? It was the '60s. Come on. Sure. The '60s. Char. Woodstock. Woodstock. <laughs> Next song. Vietnam. Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. Was Vietnam uh, in the '60s? Homeward the bass bound. was in the right ear entirely. The whole kit was in the right ear. And then you had like the strings and the fucking 
guitar in the left ear with the vocals. Yeah, it was very panned. Yeah. I think... Um, I really like the vocal performances here on this record, but I will say... Ooh, I, You know, Nikki, I really thought we were going to agree on this one. You know, Andy, I think that we, you don't know who I am. <laughs> it's becoming more and more 23 apparent. episodes and some bonus content into this, and I think that you know me less. Uh, <laughs> but I... <laughs> But I think that the, I think that the distortion did kind of. This is where it did start to like hit me a little bit. Um, it it hurt. It 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 hindered my experience listening to this. The 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 vocals like he's hitting some high notes, and when he hits the high notes, that's when the the distortion can can be heard, and it's a little jarring. Um, but. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was. I, listen, I think these are nice tracks, even though he's very sad, like all of the time. You know. I mean, yeah, sad people make good music. Just look at that fucking uh, new. What's this Hobo Johnson song? There's a new Hobo Johnson song. It's not. I don't know how new it is. It, I feel like it could be at least a month old. I I haven't heard any Hobo Johnson. Wait, is this real? All right, talk about the next track. Uh, next track. The Revenge yeah. of Hobo Johnson. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's coming out wait, this month. Wait, is this month. an album? Yeah, he released no, an album. No, it's out now. Oh, wait, that's June. What? I didn't hear about Evidently, any of this. he released a whole album. Hey. <laughs> my God. I, I'm i going to be honest, Andy. I don't know if you know this. I actually am. I'm not a Hobo Johnson like, fan, but I, I did actually really like his last record in 20, 2019. I did too. Um, You're wow. the one who recommended it to me. Did I? Who? You recommended me that Hobo Johnson album. Did I really? I liked it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I really uh, t- I liked yeah, it, but okay. Tomorrow Never Comes. He screams on this track. Wow. Oh, he does. Yeah. I think it was great. Eh. Ain't never. Yeah. Yeah, I Nikki, I don't have a whole lot of in-depth notes for this. Okay, like, uh, well, I mean, we're, we're still here. We're only 15 minutes in. We got to keep, we got to ha- pad this shit out, buddy. Listen, if they want a 15-minute episode, I who am I to take it from? Goodbye. <laughs> no. Um, I liked, actually, I, I did have something to say about this track, um, uh, which is a remind, it, this track, and then the, this whole kind of album in general, it, brought me back to a deep memory and I wanted to share it with you Andy it, sure. it doesn't have much to do with the record but I it remind but the, the but the time of the record like the sound of the record reminded me of this memory now Andy and listeners I don't know if you know this but I used to be in the Boy Scouts and uh <laughs> there's more to the story um in the in the holiday times the Boy Scouts we would do this thing where we would go into our local church and uh, we would make these, um, we'd do this like thing, like community service event, you know, how the Boy Scouts do. And, uh, but what we would do every year is that we would make wreaths. We would get a bunch of like, um, like evergreen branches or whatever, like they would ship them to us. And like, we would like make them, make them into wreaths that people could put on their doors. I don't remember if you would sell them or, or you'd give them away, you know, to the less fortunate or however they described it. Um, in any case, we did that and it was full of old people and it was also in an old, old Methodist church. And every year, not only was there just a, a, a ridiculous amount of pine needles on the floor, um, they would also, they would, they would have one like very early 2000 stereo radio 
um, like stereo, you know, those like th- th- the things you would put on your, like your shoulders or whatever, you know, the so- CD players. Um, there was also like a radio, like the big, you know what I'm talking about? The big, yeah, the boom box. Yeah. It wasn't like, it was like a 2000s boom box. So it was like sleek and stereo, you know, it might've been an old one. In any case, they would be playing that and it would always be playing Christmas music because that, it, you know, it would be Christmas time and trying to get in the holiday spirit or whatever. Um, and they would be playing like you, all of the Christmas music would come from this era, not well, or like from the decades preceding. So like between like the twenties and the sixties is when we had like the most Christmas music like come out that yeah. still matters today. So when I was hearing this song in particular, um, and then also the following song, "Cold December," I just I kept thinking about that time of like, oh, this is all Christmas music. I thought this was all very Christmas. Yeah, music-y. it's got like that like Christmassy Disney kind of sound. Yeah, and especially in this song, "Tomorrow Never Comes." In the right ear, there was a snare drum, and it made us. It made the snare drum sound. It just kind of reminded me of like Little Drummer Boy, like going like ba da ba bum bum. You know, like that's just what the the beat it, it reminded me of. Um, and so it brought it brought me back to that memory. And also with the I like the really strong ending with the choir. Um, the when the choir comes in, it was it was kind of hindered by the the high note that he gave, um, because it was there was some some uh, distortion going on there or compression or something. Um, but then the choir comes in, and it was really nice and sweet. And I was like, oh, like that was a time that I I remember. Um, so that's I just wanted to mention that uh, that this that's what this album is. It's sad Christmas, Christmas music. <laughs> Maybe we should have saved this for a Christmas special. Do you think uh, having Christmas albums one? I doubt no. it. There's only 63 things that have won this so far. And yeah, and there's 12 months in a year. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell so you're talking yeah, about, Andy. Uh, speaking of one of those months, a cold December in your heart. This one, I did know that there, I think that there was, mo- the vocals were more centered. I really liked the song, actually. Did you this like probably this one? one of my more favorable ones. I, uh, I liked the guitar it too. playing was really nice. I, 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 I thought it was cute. I'll be honest, Andy. In like after the last track, I started my memories of my life started uh, coming back to me, and so it was in this track in particular. I don't know if it was just how I was feeling in the moment, or maybe it was the actual song. But the I I started to cry. (laughs) Don't look at. Don't be confused. You're like, what, Nikki? Come on. No, I, I, was, I, was, I was getting teary-eyed. I was like, oh, shit. That's good for you, man. I'm glad you had an emotional connection to a piece of art. Well, that's, well, that's what I wanted to say is that, like, you know, that's what, I've got, that's what I got from the first handful of tracks of this record is, like, you can hear in his vocals, like, how he's so sad. Um, and most of the lyrics and poetry, they're, like, they're very simple. Like, there's not a lot of, like, you know, crazy rhyme schemes or, or stories going on. It's just kind of like, I'm leaving this place. I miss my baby. I'm, you know, I'm running away. I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man, Charlie Brown. Um, but, That's like, not... it's the performance that makes it so emotional, makes it so, like, complex, I think. Um, and that, And I think it was just at this point in the record that it really resonated with me. Um, and I just sure. wanted to share that, that, it, that I, I like this track. You, I'm glad you resonated. Music with is so powerful, Andy. Yeah, you can. Glad, can listen. you imagine doing anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I can because I do do something. Well, me right too. Now. But can you imagine caring about anything more? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've cared about a lot of things. I could like start a pet shelter or like. You want to start a, a pet pantry. shelter? We want to start a food pantry. Maybe that'd be. I feel like that'd be fulfilling. That would. That I. That would be cool. You could do that. Orphanage. You want to run an orphanage? I don't think you'd like I mean, to do that. I don't know. I like kids. They're nice sometimes. Mm. 
alleged. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, good track. I think I I personally think that the first these are the first the first like side of the record is like my favorite. The first like sure. that's the first six track. I thought these all really great songs. Um, I, I I didn't even I wouldn't even say I hated any of these songs. Just a lot of them. Just, I just, it's just not your style. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was country. We, it's country music, Andy. What do you expect? It's country music. Listen, I gave Bonnie a nine. So exactly. I well actually I now I don't know I want to know what you gave this one but we'll I took it off if you didn't already see I saw you were in the document when I was typing it yeah, out yeah I was clicking I wanted to, you to know that I was there so I was clicking where your box was so I didn't know if you I didn't see the number but I kept putting it in oh and now I see the number all right <laughs> too, it's yeah too I late. put a fake I put a fake number that's in when the, I saw you were in that's not a fake number. Well, I put a fake. I put a fake score in. All right. Well, anyway, um, all right. So let's keep talking about it. Uh, my baby's gone. Next track. Um, mm-hmm. I I like this one too. I think this one is more about missing a loved one. Um, was this the first one with the choir in it? No, I thought Cold December was with the choir. Was it? I don't know. This was the first track I noticed. It. I thought it actually really enhanced this track a lot. Yeah. It does start uh, off with the choir, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think this was pretty good. It had a really nice end. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of instrumentation here. There's amazing strings on this record. Um, or at least, like, there's beautiful string arrangements. And it reminds me of, like, this is really... I think this is really coming from a time where, like... Um, how should I say this? Like, rock music... Or uh, was intersected with classical music, I guess. Um, how should I describe it? Like you know, like kind of like Frank Sinatra. You know, like he had jazz, but like, but then when we started going into like the more rock and roll era, there was still like some interpolations of like classical sounds, or at least like string sections and 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 the like. And I think that like that's a lot of what this record is in terms of uh, arrangement. Like just it's just it comes from a time, Andy. It's from a time. It comes from a time, 67, to be precise. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Back in the race. Uh, so, Nikki, I have one note for the next three tracks. Okay. Uh, back in the race, my one note was fine, if not a little samey. Yeah, this is where I started to notice that some of the tracks were getting a little, in terms of instrumentation, um, we're getting a little similar. Um, and I was not, it was starting to fall, fall off for me. Um, I just, yeah, I said it was nice. Yeah. The next just... song, the next three songs, uh, I, I can't say I'm much of a fan of at all. Hey, little one. I like this uh, one. It had a key change in it. Sure. I thought this one was a little bad. No, you didn't like it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. This one, uh, Bad Seed, I just straight up didn't even notice this song started. <laughs> uh i don't know not to skip around too much but yeah yeah this one was a little whatever um the fade out was kind of rough i i wrote it, it felt humdum jolly to me uh that's that's the impression i got it's like boom ba dum ba um but yeah it was okay uh i think it starts to pick up on the track i'll be lucky someday 
um, in terms of just like the performance and the instrumentation. Yeah, this was a good one. Uh, it, this I'm was not sad the again. Fan of it. Yeah, very sad. And yeah, I just don't think you like sad music. I what my favorite genre is ska. Notoriously not sad music. I don't think this is news. Wait. Notoriously not sad music. I don't know about that. Uh, Scott Dream's kind of kind of sad. It's got sad lyrics, but you know it sounds happy. Mm. I like the track. Um, it really just start us off with a gut punch of feeling low, feeling blue. All the troubles come my way. I thought I think it's kind of. I I think on one end like it's just it's so, it, like the lyrics are so simple and so uh, even a little tacky to by today's standards. But I think that like. I don't know. I just think that the way he's singing is like really authentic. I mean, I guess Nikki. I think that you and I just go to different music for different things. I go to music to make me feel a specific way, whereas you feel a specific way and resonate more with specific music. Wait, can you explain? Can you say that again? Can you explain that more? Uh, I am sad, and I look for happy music. You are sad, and you listen to sad music. Well, yeah. What? Yeah. What do you wait? Wait. Give. Can you give me an example? You like this album, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Okay, well... Okay, I suppose I could I could see your point. I like it. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> so you, you try to find... You're, you're telling me that when you... How you, how you experience music is that you feel an emotion and so you find... No, no, no. Wait, yeah. You, find, you feel an emotion so you find that emotion? No, I feel an emotion and then I ignore it and play music. You find the I opposite emotion? Yes. And <laughs> well, so, if I, I try to listen to like happier music so like I have something happy in my life. I don't want sad old white man who is a bad well, but boyfriend let me, or husband. But let me ask you, is... Do you not try to find music that resonates with you and all of your emotions? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, in general, if I'm feeling down, I'm not going to be like, I want to listen to some emo music right now, bro. I'm just okay, no, I, guess, I-, I guess I kind of do that, wherein, like, I, lately I've been, I've been kind of in a low state, um, or when I do hit a low state, I, I've been listening to a lot of Lingua Ignota lately. Um, uh, the <laughs> uh, I'm listening to her first record right now. Um, uh, all bitches die. So, uh, very angry, very angry record. Yeah, no, it's like drinking alcohol when you're sad. It's like that's a depressant, my guy. Yeah, I guess. It's okay, so I guess better. I'm looking for an upper. I see. Well, yes, music is a powerful drug, isn't it? Um, I think I see what you mean. I think it's not so black and white for either of us. Oh no! You know, I'm but I think I think broad broad strokes. I think broad, yeah, broadly speaking, you know, when we're kind of just doing it for listening sake, like what we gravitate towards casually. I think I I might agree with that statement, yeah. um, which is why we do so well making a podcast together. Yeah, especially when I spend thirty minutes just being like, eh, it's okay. I don't know, uh, didn't resonate with me. Yeah. Anyway, I like the song. It reminds me of when um, you've said to me, Nikki, when can you make happy, cool eye music? And I, and I just thought I'm second, still waiting I'm thinking Well you're gonna have to wait Till the, like the next album uh, Next two albums from now Because the, the next one Ain't gonna be pretty I'm sorry to say 
the song's working out great, by the way. I'm putting it in MuseScore. It's it's sounding I'm beautiful. I'm so excited Maybe for you to send me the demos, I, it, and I will listen to them. Hopefully, when you move back. Yes, it's coming soon. Um, not to you, listener, but to me, his friend <laughs> and podcast co-host. I will not be going to wherever you, the listener, reside, unless you also live around the central New York region. Um or wherever Andy is from. <laughs> I'm from Italia. <laughs> I'm actually moving back to Italy. Or my home country. <laughs> what song were we on? Um, next uh, song. You're young and... I like this song. You're young and you'll forget. He's I really... Know, the lyrics... He is shitting lyrics, on himself. He is yeah, just... Yeah, the lyrics seem a little... Uh, self-deprecating and also a little, like, talking down to a little. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind, I, of, he's kind of. It's kind of a bop, though. It is. It was probably the biggest bop on the record. I yeah, I had the four on the floor going on. I thought it was nice, but he is just like, I don't really know what the sentiment of the song was. I think it was like, I think he was saying it to like a lover or like an ex lover and being like, "You'll find your man someday. Be grateful that you're young." And that you want to settle down as opposed to me who likes to just have multiple women in my life and just live in every city, you know? Uh, uh, we really shouldn't have let straight men make music this decade, huh? <laughs> this decade. Get to every decade. Get them out of here. Listen, Lil Nas X is... I'll, I'll, he's making gr- the best music right now. You, do, you, do you believe that? I think he's making the best popular music, I will say. I might agree with that. It's well, I'm waiting for the album. We'll see, we'll wait until the album, but Listen, he's, he's, Montero was by far the best produced song I've heard in the past 2 years. I so. I might agree with that. I think Montero's probably it, it might be in my top 10 songs of the year. Um I definitely listened to Okay. Fine, fine. Next song, next song. We talk about him enough on this show. Do we? We talked about him a little bit last week. All right. Well, or was that Last just one two we were, days ago? We were, was that recorded or were we just having a chat? No, that was recorded. Well, great. Well, I hope you enjoyed this weekly talk about Will and Nas X. Uh, Next week, tune in when we talk about him kissing that guy on stage and everyone freaking out for no fucking reason. <laughs> All right. So the last track of the record, Love is a Lonesome River. This is also co-written by, uh, by Campbell. Um, I love the strings here. I think they're really great. Um, yeah, this was a really great end to the album. I would agree. I think it was a great closer. Um, I think this is where I noted that the vocals were definitely, this is where I noticed that the vocals were definitely panned down the middle. Um, or at least Mm -hmm. they were the most centered because, and I think I, part of me feels like that the panning was intentional, obviously it was intentional, but I wonder if there was the meaning behind it was maybe that like the center, now that the panning is centered that it kind of hit is hitting some sort of resolution because even though that this song is still kind of sad i feel like there is some sort of like close closure here um or maybe like a realization uh, internally like a so- sobering thoughts yeah sure um, maybe his next album's less sad maybe but it didn't run a grammy um <laughs> <laughs> but i know i did like this song I, I think it was a good ending to the record yeah it was a really it if of all, yeah, all yeah, sixty-two point one megabytes of it. Uh, so yeah, Nikki, any closing thoughts? Yes, I really like this record. As if you couldn't tell, I thought it was a great record. It was very, very sad. Um, but I think that his performances, even, given the technology at the time or that he had available, I you know it, it did kind of hinder my like 
audio listening experience of it, but I think that I could hear his performances in there, and it was very. I I think, Andy, that I thought they were very strong. I thought they were very uh, wholehearted. I thought that he really cared. He was very, he he came into the studio and he gave it his best shot. Um, there is a lot. I think there is some strong character progression. Maybe not progression, but there's character development throughout the record that I thought was really sure. great. Um, I, I would agree with that. He, I think he develops as a person. I guess the character of the, him yeah. develops throughout the album. because goes from being a piece of shit to a slightly less piece it, of shit. It definitely tells a story. Um, and I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like a chronological story, but I think that there is some sort of theme going on here that does change and does progress throughout the record so i really liked it i wouldn't give it a you know i wouldn't i wouldn't probably listen to this a lot on my spare time but i found this album personally to be incredibly relatable um in terms of just like emotional like maybe not lyrically because he was he had some things going on um but don't, don't we all so i gave it andy a 39 out of 63 today interesting uh, you give me your thoughts. I, I don't know i i couldn't get into it as much i listened to it a couple times two and a half times yeah. uh because it's just that short it was, maybe i'll come back to it eventually and i'll have a different opinion but i don't know i just wasn't feeling the sadness this week <laughs> no not after uh, bangladesh yeah listen that was that was an upper that was uh, that was what, a great upper yeah I, you know, listen, I think that this was fine. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I did give it a 19. Jesus Christ. And I believe that he evens out to a 29 between the two of us. Or I could be wrong about that. Can you guys believe he gave this shit a 19? Yep, 29. Okay. It's at least a a 21. Man, we've had three albums rated 29. Uh, Really? Yeah. Oh, like by average? Yeah. That's Music funny. from Peter Gunn and Unforgettable with Love. Also, we gave 29s. I feel like those are worse albums. I mean, from, I... From my perspective. The, I mean, I think... But I think you like those albums par. better. I, th- I think that's on par, honestly. <sighs> Fine. So, yeah. Is, uh, it's That's <clears throat> the week. Uh, we did just record a couple days ago, so there's not too much else different that I've been listening to. Yeah. I don't know if you've got something, Nikki. Um... Well, I'm definitely gonna listen to Hobo Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, there we I go. I didn't know that came out. Where's the? Um, gosh, I, I wish there was press around it. I feel like I haven't heard. What? Well, wait, when did it come out? That I think it came out the 23rd. That's uh, over a week ago. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah, it came out June June 23rd. It came out last week with all the other shit. Um, Not heard a single person talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, it looks like it was Maybe a self-released thing, but I feel like it was always self-released. Actually, no, the last one had a, had a, he had a label, but, um, yeah, I want to know what happened. I want to listen. I, there might be something to be said in the record, so I want to check it out. Um, in terms of what I've been listening to, um, nothing new. Um, I've just still been listening to the Tyler record, been listening to the Lucy, I found out it's actually Lucy Dacus, not Lucy Dacus. Um... But I, so I look, I felt like a clown. I feel like a clown now. But um, that one is still a great record. Um, and uh, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've been listening, revisiting some Lingua Ignota because she's having a new record out in August. And I'm 
really excited for it. I am a Andy, as you know, I'm a huge Linguignota fan. I yes, think that I what am she's very aware of what she passion. listen, fellas, uh, fellas and ladies in the chat. If you're listening to if you if you're into any angry music, if you're into experimental noise stuff. Lingua Ignota, that is a that she is doing amazing things. I don't know. I, Our I, non-binary listeners, however, stay away. You I, will not enjoy. Actually, em. I think most of my NB friends would also enjoy it. So NB pals, give it a go. Um, give we, it a we shot. We have at least two regular non-binary listeners. So NB hey, pals, you're, you. you're gonna enjoy it. We appreciate it. you. Yeah, I appreciate all of you. Um, and uh, and uh, no, it's a. Less less fa- less uh, recognized, but All Bitches Die is a phenomenal record. It's only six tracks, but God, if you want to hear someone just howl her way through pain, that is just a, that is beautiful. It's painfully beautiful. Anyway, yeah, that's 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 all that's going on. Um, anything else we should talk about, Andy? Catbite uh, announced their second record. Catbite. <laughs> yeah, the- ska band. The oh, ska band. Get, they released a single with it. Uh, go listen to that. I don't know the name of the single. I'll search that right now. But but uh, call your bluff. Yeah, go listen to Call Your Bluff by Catbite. They they're a fun little ska band. There we go. I think this is like the first ska recommendation in like a month too. So in a month, <laughs> let's hit the let's uh erase the board again. Let's start a new since ska. yeah. How many yeah, days okay. since ska accident? Uh, we can keep talking for a little bit more, but otherwise this is just going to be straight up the shortest episode, which I'm fine with. What do you, you have anything to say, Andy? You have anything? Uh, anything and to as always, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at the Grammy boys. You can say it. If you're going to say it, say it with some damn meaning. Say, uh, at Nikki Kulai. I accidentally Instagram pressed play, Twitter. I slammed the table. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook? Nope. You can find us on Twitter at the Grammy Boys. Um, and All uh, right. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're mean. I Come on now. Give Lingua Nota a Grammy. Bye. You, oh, God. Give her. She better get a goddamn Grammy. Jesus Christ. It's a, oh, do it, please.